0: are continuing in a series called Back to Normal. And uh, what we're talking about is what does it look like to go back to normal uh, uh, pre-COVID? And then really what we're talking about is do we really want to go back to those things? Or did we learn some things uh, over all this time that we can actually change? And we talked about in the very beginning that there, people are closer to Jesus than you would think. Now I know that all of us, and we'll be talking about this this morning, have uh, people that think different than us. And we can find out, you can go on this thing, beautiful thing called the internet, find out who they are and uh, dislike them, but they're really close to knowing God. They're probably a lot closer than you think they are. And we talked about, we kicked it off with Jonah who said, I don't want to talk to these people. And, and God's like, no, you're going to talk to those people. And he did, and they all repented. And they were nasty people. I don't care who you don't like on the internet. You, these were way worse, okay? And Jonah basically presents God to them, and they repent. So we talked about that. We talked about the fact that you have not been, you are not now, and you never will be in control. Right? We learned that during COVID. So why do we want to go back to believing that we can be in control? COVID has proven to us that we aren't in control, okay? We talked about um, margins and how pre-COVID, I know a lot of people, many people who are, were so... Um, exhausted, just putting more and more and more on their plate, more on their plate. And one of the great things that COVID did was get us to kind of hopefully relax a little bit and go, no, you don't have to be here and there and here and there. You actually can spend time with your family. You actually can carve out time to be in community. Okay, we talked about that last week. We talked about cake um, so I'll just, uh, we, I, we're in like a two part mini series within back to normal. And last week we talked about the idea of outrage and how damaging it is to us. And I shared, uh, that when I was in my, uh, late twenties, early thirties, I tried this di- diet called the Atkins diet. And the only reason I did it was because you can eat bacon, which is not a diet. That's a live it. Okay, so that was a really bad joke, but that's what I loved about it. And so I'd have bacon every morning. Um, Come to find out, the writer of the book died of a heart attack. So I just would push back a little bit now, knowing what I know. But uh, now what's like cool is the keto diet. I was at Smart and Final just the other day, and there was bread, and it said keto friendly. Okay, and the bread was $8.00. So keto means expensive, okay? I don't know what language that is, but that's what it means. Keto-friendly bread. I'm like, no, sorry, I'll go with uh, non-keto, which is cheaper. Uh, And then there's another big one now is the paleo diet, which is you eat things from the paleolithic uh, era, which is like um, woolly mammoth and saber-toothed tiger and... You lose weight, and you guys know about the South Beach diet, which was really, really famous. I didn't read the book, nor do I know what it is, but I just think of margaritas and a lot of vitamin D from the sun. So that's it, all right? Uh, I don't even drink margaritas, but whatever. But none of those diets, not one of them, has cake as a main food group. Now, we are going to eat cake after church because we're celebrating the birth of the Big C Church, right? And that's when you'd expect to have cake, right? I got a party because you know that you'll have cake today, most of us. (laughs) Most of us will have cake today and then there'll be a respite period before we have cake again. Now, maybe some of you are like, why is he talking about cake? I have one on the countertop. We actually did. We went to somebody's house for dinner. We brought a lemon cake, which is my favorite, and um, that cake magically disappeared over the week. But uh, any event, uh, you all know, we all know cake is like good in little bits because our body was not designed to be able to sustain cake. You can't do it. You have just a little bit, and it's good, and it's great, and all right, cake, we love it right? But you can't live on cake. Well, what we talked about last week, because we are setting this up to show you that we actually have a real problem in America, and that is as cake is to your body, outrage is to your soul. You might get online and have a little bit of outrage. Maybe you become woke in some area you'd never even known about. All of a sudden, you You read something or you see something and you go, whoa, that's really a problem. And people around you or you do some more research and they go, yeah, that's really a problem. It's been a problem for a very long time. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm like really upset about that. George Floyd was one of those situations where we saw that. And for some of us, we were like, whoa, that's crazy. And for a whole nother part of the population, they're like, yeah, it's called Tuesday." Like, that's, it's really a thing. And so then you go, oh, wow, and you're outraged. That's good. You had your first bite of cake and you go, man, this is, but you cannot sustain that every single day. Like I showed you last week, this is the same slide, and I did, I counted again when I got home. This is split down the middle. There's five annoying Republicans and five annoying Democrats, okay? So don't Write me articles on. I don't know if they're placed in certain order. I have no idea. I did it as random as I can. But these people, okay, no offense to them personally. They're doing their job. are paid millions and millions of dollars to get you addicted to cake. That's their job. Their Christmas bonus comes. And he, all that happens, they sit around a table and they go, what were your numbers? Right? And that you, they get their numbers and then they get their Christmas bonus. And if they want to get their kid, the GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip, they're like, please let it be good numbers. And then they get their bonuses. That's, that's all this is, is cake. All it is, is it taps into a part of your brain. Uh, it's a it's called the dopamine reward circuit. I'll show you your brain right now. I know what you're thinking, and I'm going to go against it, so get ready. You're thinking, I don't just watch them for dopamine. I watch them for information. That's why you watch. I, I'm not, I, I believe that. I believe you watch them for information. I believe that. But I know what's happening to your brain when you're watching that or you're reading that or you're clicking that or you're doing whatever. God created our brain with a dopamine reward circuit so that we would kind of tap into, oh, that's a reward. And the way God designed that was it was supposed to be a reward is something that you feel so that you do it again so that you can have a life of sustained existence. But because we live in a Western culture where we have access to all this information and all this technology, our brains flip it and we use it like a rat in a maze and we click and we click and we click and we click and that dopamine reward circuit keeps going over and over again. Now, uh, I talked last week, and if you didn't hear last week, uh, you can still be fine this week, but I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to last week. I I went a little longer than I normally do, so you get bonus material, all right? That's that's the good part about that. But what we talked about last week was that this is a real thing, that addiction to outrage is a real thing, and the Bible actually talks about it. And what we ended up with was this— What the Bible says, or what James says in our collection of texts that we call the Bible, what James, who's the half-brother of Jesus, who spent basically his entire life around Jesus, if you know someone who spent their entire life around Jesus, you should probably read what they wrote down, okay? He says, everyone should be quick to listen, not listen to that last slide I just showed you, that two slides ago. Not listen to that. Listen to people experiencing what they're experiencing. Quick to listen and slow to speak. Slow to post. Slow to reply. Slow to like, dislike, slow to comment. Slow. What's going on with those around me? Real people. Okay? Not Not little names like, you know, whatever. Uh, They're little online names with a little bird or whatever. Not those people. You don't know those people. People. Actual people. Like you're sitting by people right now. So to speak. And slow to become angry. Slow to become angry. Like that means you're processing. That means you're understanding. Wait a minute. There's some nuance to this. If you're becoming angry very quickly, very quickly, very quickly, you're probably eating cake. You're probably not truly processing issues. Now, let's go back to where you say, well, I'm doing this to become informed. Well, what happens when you become angry? James continues, because the human anger does not produce The righteousness God desires. It feels good. It tastes good, doesn't it? But what does it produce? Diabetes, right? I mean, come on. Let's be real. It doesn't produce, human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Me watching, me clicking, me getting upset. Have you ever done this? Okay, I might be revealing too much about myself. I don't care. I, I reveal stuff about myself all the time. Have you ever been watching something and you pause it so that you can rant to another person in your house about what you've watched? You don't want to miss any of it, but you pause it. You know what the problem with education is, right? It's pause. The person's like, You got it paused, and you're going to go in on your own soapbox. And so you start ranting, and the person's like, let me just tell you this, just so you know, I hate to break the news to you. You can't see them because they're in the other room, but it's an, it's an eye roll. Oh, gosh, they paused it again. Oh, God. <laughs> what is it, honey? Uh-huh, education. Okay. Yeah, I know, it's bad. All right. Go ahead, back. And then you press it again. Am I the Okay. I might be the only one. That's fine, whatever. What do I tell you? If you, if, if, if you don't know anyone like that, it's probably you. Okay. So it doesn't produce anything, except just a, 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 that you just get that sugar rush. Now, let's move on and see what we can do about it, because that's what I promised you I'd do um, this morning. What are we gonna do about it? Well, James asked this question about us who wanna get, we wanna be informed, right? We want to be informed. That's why we read what we read. That's why we watch what we watch. It's so that we can be informed. Um, because it's really important to be informed. Okay. For some reason, it's important to be informed. So James asked this question. As we skip to chapter 3. Who is wise in understanding among you? It's a great question. James has that question. Who is the, who, the wise one? Who's the wise and understanding one online? Who is is that? Who is that? Who's, Who's the one that's giving you the most input into your life? Isn't that who you want to find? Don't you want to find the person that is feeding your soul with something other than cake? Don't you want to find the person that's feeding your soul? Who is that? You know the great thing about James? He answers the question. Wouldn't the wise and understanding one be the one who's most informed? Wouldn't the wise and understanding one be the one that can spit all the statistics back? That can tell you everything about a certain subject? That's what I'd think. I'd imagine that the answer to this question, who is wise and understanding among you? Oh, that's Chuck. He knows everything about the economy. Oh, okay. The one who knows the most, that's not what he says. If you don't hear anything else this morning, hear this. Let them show it. Not tell it, not post it, not repost it, not re, re, -re repost it. Show it. By their good life. That's much harder, isn't it? Isn't that much harder? (laughs) To actually show it. Than to tell it. Than to click it. Than to share it. Isn't it better? Isn't it harder to show it? Because to show it, you have to apply it. And to apply it, you got to own it. Let them show it by deeds done. Let them show it by deeds done. I'll just be honest with you. The people I want speaking into my life are the deeds doers. I don't, I don't want to hear from somebody who tells me about something they read. I want to know to that spouse that constantly lays down their life for their spouse, how do you do that? What, what is that? How do, how do you, how are you so patient? When I see someone with the fruit of the spirit, how do you love like that? When I see a single parent, and not just a single parent, like a single parent Who's, who's, you know, they're working, they're trying to do all this stuff. That's the, those are the deeds done in humility that I want to see. I don't want to hear somebody who gets paid a lot of money tell me what parenting is. They have nannies. I don't listen to them. I don't have a nanny, right? These single parents don't have a nanny. And then if you have a single, if you're a single parent with a child that has special needs or is struggling in a certain way, maybe emotionally, physically, Um, uh, you know, whatever it is, mentally. And they're doing this every single day. That's who I want to hear from. Deeds done. Not clicks, not likes. Those people, they might do all those things. I want to know who is wise and understanding among us, church. Let us show it by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Ah, but then he goes, but hey, let me show you the other side of this coin. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not post about it or deny the truth. What? (laughs) What is that? Oh. Do not post about it or deny the truth. It can't say that. Hold on one second. Oh, do not boast about it and deny the truth. My bad. Typo. Don't, don't boast about it. Don't post about it. Don't, don't, if you're, if there's something going on that's troubling, that you're dealing with, that you're wrestling with. That's not the time to say, I know what's going on. That's the time where you process. That's the time where you're slow to speak, where you're quick to listen. You're slow to become angry. What is going on in me? If you harbor bitter envy, I'm just going to tell you something about some of you. Well, not you guys. Probably somebody who sees this later, not living spring people. But when I showed you that picture of faces, There was one or two on there where you looked at it and like you literally had something happened. Like chemicals fired. You better figure that out, right? If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't post about it. Don't boast about it or deny the truth. Listen, such, James uses air quotes, wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly. Unspiritual. Demonic? Demonic. Demons, that demon talk sounds like, oh, well, I know, well, oh, I'm not watching a demon on television. Well, it all depends, I suppose, but uh, I'm not watching a demon on te- Demonic just means these are things that produce not only no spiritual fruit, but the opposite. It's opposite thinking. The Bible says it this way. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't be conformed to it. Be transformed by really trying hard. No. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. Those things, this wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, demonic, denominator. Okay. Demonic. See, I can't even say it. That's how bad it is. Watch what, watch the list that comes from James. And when I said last week, I'm going to show you how to move past this addiction to outrage, to move past the dopamine reward circuit. You've got to rewire your brain. You need to be rewired You need to be transformed. I need to be, I need to be transformed by the renewing of my mind so that I may prove what the will of God is, right? His perfect will, okay? So here's the list. It's one of them. There's several in the Bible. We're just going to talk about one this morning. Maybe two, I forgot. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure there you go, that's your first question. What you're watching, what you're reading, what's coming and is it, is it pure? Now, that, now, pure doesn't have to be flowers and Skittles and rainbows and all happy. I mean, you can read an article on homelessness in Los Angeles. I'm going to read one right when I get home because I, it affects Living Spring and how we deal with the homelessness in our community. And so I want to learn about that. So what? We can do deeds, right? That's why we learn. And so I'll read that, and it'll probably be depressing and, and whatever. But what's the motive behind it? It's to solve a problem that needs to be solved, right? Hopefully, if the article's well written. And so pure, pure doesn't have to be happy. But is it pure? Is the intent really to solve an injustice? Is the intent really to uncover an unfairness that we say, you know what? This isn't right. And so we're going to what? Do something about it. Is it Pure? Oh, boy. And then the next one. I don't even want to click it. Okay, I want to do it. Then peace-loving. 80% gone now. You're going to get home, you're going to look at your favorites list, and you're going to be like, man, delete, 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 delete. Is it peace-loving? Is it? You figure it out. You say, yeah, it's peace-loving, because our side is the side that, has, that will bring peace. Okay, I'll leave that to you. But then you got the third one to look after. Is it considerate? You're like, John, <laughs> is there anything on the internet we can read? Yeah. Okay, is it considerate? Does it consider another person's perspective? Does it consider another person's place? Does it consider a history that some people group have experienced that maybe your people group did not experience? Did it consider that? Did it just go after one little thing, one little quote from something that somebody said? Maybe they spoke for an hour and they got, if you took every week, you can take my sermons and you can pull out one thing that I said, I stumbled, or I said something that I probably shouldn't have said or whatever, and you could, you could get me in a lot of trouble. Seriously, don't do that. Okay. Anyway, is it considerate? Do you consider the whole, do you consider the entire objective of what's going on? Oh, and then this word, I don't even know. I'm surprised this word's even still in the language that we use in Western uh, thought and writing. This is Eastern writing, so maybe that's why it's in there. But submissive? Are you kidding me? I'm an American. I'm not submissive. Are you? I'm independent. I'm amazing. Submissive is in there. I'm sorry. This trumps our culture. The Bible should win. Submissive. Is it submissive? Is it full of mercy and good fruit? Is that what I'm... So let's just look at it from a cake's perspective. Is it pure? No. It has lots of fake things in it. Okay. Is it peace-loving? A little bit. Some of it is. Is it considerate? No. doesn't consider my health at all. Is it submissive? No, it's like right in my face all the time. Is it full of mercy and good fruit? No, it's not. Is it impartial? What you're reading, oh my goodness, is what I'm reading impartial? You've gotten rid of almost everything except the word. And sincere, is it sincere? And then James hits us with this. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Do you remember what James said in chapter 1? Human anger does not bring about the righteousness of God. It doesn't. It's in the Bible. You can read it yourself. James, who spent his entire life with Jesus, came to that conclusion. Human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. It's cake. It's a reaction to cake. But peacemakers who sow in peace, they reap a harvest of righteousness. Paul says it this way as we kind of it's another list, and I, I wanted to make sure you saw this list, too, because Paul is kind of like one of our church fathers that's really important. Finally, brethren, finally, in other words, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up this letter to this church in Philippi, and I have some things that I want to get down before I close out the letter. I want to leave you with this, he would say. If you were preaching, he'd say, And in my final point, which just means a pastor is going to go on for another 20 minutes. Finally, brethren, whatever is true is what is causing you outrage. Is it true? Well, yes, it's true. It's CNN. It's Fox News. Of course it's true. Whatever is honorable. Is it honorable? Is it Right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Whatever is of good repute, this is the list. This isn't my list, guys. This isn't my list. I'm not telling you. I don't care what you read on the internet. I'm not looking over your shoulder. My son is in cybersecurity. He's looking over your shoulder. I am not. (laughs) Whatever is of good repute. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is key. If there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. That's meat and potatoes. That's meat. That's your vitamins. (laughs) That's building up your immune system. That's working out. That's all the things. If, cake, if outrage is to your soul like cake is to your body, those things, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence or anything worthy of praise, sit on it, dwell on it. As a matter of fact, as the worship, uh, ban- I keep wanting to say band, but you have a drum machine on that thing. You can be a band. <laughs> As at least comes back up. This word dwell, often in the New Testament, it's used in a kind of a, not a bad way, but just like, so like in um, Paul's writing to a church in Corinthians, and he talks about love is patient, love is kind. He goes through all these things, and he says it takes no account of wrong. It's the same word. It doesn't dwell In other words, it doesn't make a list. It doesn't, the actual word is, is where we get our word logistics, like an inventory. It doesn't take an inventory. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, right? Anything of good repute, take an inventory. Make sure that's what your mind goes to. Have a big storehouse of honorable and pure and lovely and true. Or if we go back to James, we could go through his list. Get an inventory of that. Dwell on those things. Sit on those things. Ruminate on those things. You want a list to get started with? The Word of God. And then spend the rest of your life with that list. (laughs) You'll learn everything you need to know. If 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 you're doing it to be informed, you'll be informed. You'll be informed on lots of different things. But there'll be a new sense of just calm. You'll be a peacemaker that sows in peace. And what do you reap? A harvest of righteousness. Let me pray for us. Oh, and you actually can eat cake after service. That's, you're like, no one's going to eat all the cake. You're going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. I want meat. Okay. Annalise is going to finish with a song. And um, like I said last week, I was hoping to just kind of open your eyes to what's happening. That if you reach for the remote and you kind of sense something, those are chemicals that God put in your body. Figure out why am I doing this? Well this week what I want to challenge you to do is ask yourself this question out of Philippians four eight. Does it match the list? That's all. Maybe just go a week, one week, without cake. You can go a week without cake, right? You go a week, you ask yourselves that question. Is it true? Honorable? Right. Right? Pure, lovely, of good repute. Anything excellent. Is it is this it? Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that uh, you got angry. (laughs) You got angry. Uh, You got angry when there was injustice. You you got angry when you saw um, people that were harassed. You got angry when things weren't right. You got angry when people in power abused their power. Well, you did something. You did something. Jesus, I pray as we listen to this last song and we just kind of have a time of reflection that you would push us, you'd nudge us to do deeds done in humility. We thank you for that. In your precious name, amen. Let me go ahead and stand for the blessing. Those of you who are watching online, you can stand as well. We just do this as a reminder of why we're here, uh, of just knowing that, uh, especially this morning as the Holy Spirit was poured out to the Big C Church, that same Holy Spirit is available to all of us. So now, I pray that you would go in the peace of Christ, in the strength of Christ, and in the compassion of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, And the Holy Spirit. Have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday.